Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of The Table Podcast. I'm Sophia. And I'm Nicole. And we are so excited to talk with you guys today. Yeah, I'm super pumped. This is what? The second episode of our new little mini-series. I think it's going to be so good. Um, If you didn't listen to the last one, then I'd honestly say hit pause to this one and go back and listen to the first episode of the series that we're on, which is transitional seasons, right? Like we're going to be talking about how do we like go through these transitional seasons as young adults? Absolutely. Which is so important. Absolutely. And I think I would kind of reiterate and echo that 100% because it, these series are going to kind of build on themselves. Yes. So it's really helpful to start from the beginning. It's like math. Can- <laughs> Sure. You know, math. like when you don't get, like, if you don't get addition, you can't get multiplication. Oh, yeah. What was that thing that we used to do at elementary school? PEMDAS? PEMDAS. Yes. <laughs> we are PEMDAS. There we go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's so good. But, yes, on a serious note, um, go listen to the last one if you haven't. And we're actually going to be jumping into something that I think is kind of, like, pretty foundational when you're in a transitional season, which is to this week's topic is how do we find joy in the season that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I felt like the enemy just probably knew that I was like going to have to record this podcast today because I just like felt so like honestly like spiritually attacked by that. I was just like, "Lord, like how do I find contentment in this season that I didn't even like necessarily choose to be in?" I mean, everything's a choice. We make a choice. But like, you know, some doors open easier than others and um so I'm excited to jump into it because I think it's just something really practical um that we have to talk about and I think it's right it's like that building um stone that we were just mentioning on then being able to like then figure out what's next Mm -hmm. so little um foreshadowing of what next week's topic is I love that. And also, we forgot to mention yes. that we are currently sitting in my kitchen yet again. And oh, yeah. We we're always at Sophia's house. We are at my house. I mean, I love my house. It's just... And if you don't know, I live on, like, this farm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, quaint and cute. And you feel... It's, like, in the middle of, like, a suburb. But you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, which is yes. the best of both worlds. Yeah. I love it. How was your day today, Sophia? <laughs> my day was busy. I was doing everything from left, right, behind, straight. It was just all over the place. Um, but I got it all done and I'm getting a good head start to my week. I've, we're doing report cards this week at school. And so it is just, it is a lot of work. So I'm trying to get a head start on that. Um, but it was, it was good, but a lot. Yes. No, I can totally relate to that. Sophia and I are like two peas in a pod right now because we're both kind of doing similar work. And so I have parent teacher conferences this week. And so that is just what is going on in our lives, which <laughs> is fun, but it is a whole lot. It's a whole lot, for And so sure. with that, I think right, we both find ourselves in a season of life that probably is really different than I think what we had imagined we would be doing right now. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I no, think no, that's no, it for absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like, the, if you would have told me my freshman year of college or even my senior year of college that I was going to be in education at RCS, I would not have believed you. I'd probably oh, yeah. laughed and said... Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm never going to be a teacher. What is yeah, this? I ne- I'm never, ever going to be a teacher. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely in that transition alone, right? Like coming in from like college mm. to this new job that I didn't even think I was going to do was so difficult, right? Because I feel like my degree is in communication. 
And I absolutely love communication, despite what everyone says. It is like an epic degree. It's where it's business cool. meets yeah. psychology meets sociology and how and how all those things kind of come together. Um, but I loved what I was studying. I loved my professors that I got to work with. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was one of my, like, highlights of Northwest, like, for sure. Like, I loved my professors. Um, and so I was just so ready to, like, try and find something more, like, specifically in that field right. of communication. Um, and so actually the way that I got the job at RCS was really randomly one day, my mentor from RCS mm-hmm. texted me and she was like, Hey, so we're thinking of opening this position. And it was the director of communications with, um, being like the assistant music teacher and teaching kindergarten and first graders. She's like, what do you think? Like, would you want to interview? And I was like, I mean, sure, as any senior in college yeah. does, because everyone's like, like freaking out. Like, I will take I, any job yes, opportunity that I, I can get. Take anything I can get. Um, and so I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. I interviewed. It went, like, spotless. And mm. on the spot, they were like, well, obviously, you have the job if you want it. You just let us know. Take as much time as you need. Yeah. Um, and it all just kind of fell into place. And I took it. And if I'm being so transparent and being so honest, it took me, of like, I feel like every day I come, I would come home um, or, or I'd call my parents, call Oscar or whatever, and I would say, I love my job so much. It's the best thing hmm. ever. And the very next day, I'd be like, I hate my job so much. It's the worst thing ever. And I like literally every other day. Um, right. And I was like, like, sometimes our emotions are like this roller coaster, right? Like, yeah, feeling is not always like this linear line, right? Especially, oh, I think, especially as like women too, are we're a lot more roller Hello. coaster. Than, hey, like, men are pretty emotional too. I'm learning so they can be. <laughs> they well, they secretly are, but they're more. I would say they're more like. I don't know how to put this. They're more like a ship yes. in the sea. Yes. And yeah, there might be some turbulence, but yeah. usually it's pretty straight. <laughs> where women are more of like a roller coaster. That's the way That's, I would say yeah. it. In my mind. That's pretty true. Oh, no. We'll go with it. We'll go with, <laughs> we'll go with it. I guess that is not what we're talking about right now. Um, but no, I couldn't seem to find like consistent mm-hmm. true joy in this season. And yeah. I was like, Lord, like... I just don't feel like this is, like, meant Hmm. for me. Because, like, if it really was, like, why am I not feeling, like, this consistent amount of joy? Like, why is it that I am, like, so up and down, like, hate, love, hate, love? Um, But I think it was just finding, even in the moments of, like, this is, like, the worst thing ever, like, still finding those small little things of, like, a kid running up and hugging me and saying, I love you, Miss Taylor. You're just the best ever, right? And just, like, taking those little nutshells even on the days where I'm, like, I hate this so much and, like, holding that in my heart. Like, you know, these kids, I'm here for a reason and these kids Hmm. need somebody like me to invest into their lives because their other teacher couldn't, right? Right. And no one can do like the same investment in exactly. Um, and so just finding that true like fulfillment and trying trying mm. to find that true joy even when it didn't seem like it was there. No, that's so good. And I love something that you said, which was like right, like when we're talking about this roller coaster of like emotions that we tend to go on, and like how whether you're a guy or you're a girl, like right, like our feelings um, tend to dictate like whether we feel happiness in a season or whether we feel contentment. And I think. Like, when I think of what biblically, like, joy looks like, I think of the fact that it's, like, it kind of is this thing that's meant to be linear, right? That's, like, not meant to be based off our emotions. That's not meant to be based off our feelings. But it's this, like, direct choice that you were, like, choosing to make that, like, regardless of what it is that you're going through in that season, like, you will choose joy. And I think that's, like, so right difficult. And it's so, like, opposite, I think, of to what our feelings, like, will lead us to, right? Like, Absolutely. our feelings will not 
probably allow us to choose that. <laughs> right, right. And I love that. And kind of going mm-hmm. off of that, right? Like joy is not an emotion. Yep. We're, yeah. Right? I mean, right? I mean, happiness mm-hmm. is not an emotion where joy is something that you're going to like stick out yeah. in life. And it's going to be consistent and it's going to be there. And it's like, and and this this topic like in particular, like if you know me at all, mm-hmm. people always say like, oh my gosh, you're such a joyful person. Like you Cheers. just are a joy to be around. <laughs> you just bring light into every room. These are the compliments I get all the time, right? And so I think like, for me, it's like just always, I don't know, just like always finding those small little things. Like yeah. even if, like it's it, like you said, it's that choice of seeing like, hmm. yeah, it might only be a, a crumb, but it's still a crumb. And it's a right. choice of saying, no, the glass is half full instead of half empty. Mm, that's good. And I think as soon as like you continue continuously like make all of those choices yeah like you will start to like train your brain to be like no like to find the good in it right right? because whatever is good is from above and you can find Mm -hmm. jesus in all those half or half glass half full moments no that's so good and i like just love that i think you really touched on some practical takeaways that we can um just like even think about when we're like okay how are we evaluating how are we really reflecting if joy is something that we are choosing in this season of life Mm-hmm. regardless of what your season looks like. And I think one of them, the things that you said was like, joy is like based off of like your perspective, right? Like your perspective of like how you're seeing that season. And then it's something that's like pretty linear. It's pretty steadfast. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, like we can think about joy being like um, this thing that is honestly, like you said, like not an emotion. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something um, like happiness where you were like, oh, I feel it today. I don't feel it tomorrow. But that it's like this almost... This act of like trust, I think, really. Yeah. Where it's like you're choosing to believe, like, what is it, Romans 8 that says, like, you will work all things for like those that like all things for good for those that you love. And so it's like literally believing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just think of like the practical like sense of how kind of really when you think of joy, it's like finding like what is your why for that season? Like what is the why that like I am realizing yeah, like good. is that like the reason why God has placed me here. And so I think like finding your purpose in your season, finding your why, like that helps you to choose joy every single day a lot easier than when you don't know that. And so I think that's awesome because I think like you're talking about these students and it's like, that's your why. Oh, like absolutely. your why is like pouring into these babies. No doubt. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And getting to show them Jesus, like, and that was just such a pivotal time in my life. So even on the days that I'm like, this is the worst thing ever, yeah. right? Like recognizing like, mm. hey, if it weren't for Miss Turner, who's still there, right? I wouldn't know Jesus like I do. Yeah. She was pivotal in that about how to find joy in all circumstances mm. because she just, she just does, right? Like, and like, it's just such a choice. And so being able to be that for somebody else is the greatest gift that even on the worst days it's still I love that I love that and I think last week you know we talked about the idea of surrender like how do we give up control how do we really like allow ourselves to give things over to Jesus and also be obedient in that and I think the beauty of joy being the next step in your um process of like this transitional season and following surrender is that I think like really when you choose to choose joy when you choose to choose the contentment and just what Jesus has for you in that season. I think that's the real demonstration of your surrender. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really where it's like, check. I like, yeah. I got it. Right. Cause yeah. it's like, it's easy to give things over and to then still, mm-hmm. I do this all the time, throw a pity party about like why the Lord didn't give me <laughs> what I had originally planned. And like, I'm saying that I'm giving it over, but I think then choosing to have joy through whatever that season may look like, like that's 
That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say too, on the flip side of that, like Mm. I think once we surrender, we find joy. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? I think you could take that either way, right? It's like beautiful dichotomy that you just have to choose both. Yeah. yeah. Or even like choose one or the other. And I think the other comes. Compliments. Yeah. It totally Mm. is like a complimentary thing. I love that. Right. Like I, I know in my life, like, right. Like that story that I told last week, like once I surrendered that, I found joy. You right. know what I mean? And that's kind of, that's funny that you said it mm-hmm. the opposite way. Because in my life, it would be the other way around. We just yeah. always compliment each other. We're like, oh, you thought of it that way? I thought of it the opposite. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> great. But um, no, yeah. And I just, I was thinking about my own story in this season of life as you were sharing that. And again, like we're living kind of similar seasons in a way. Um, but I was even just thinking of the fact that like, I have really gotten to experience like the joy of the Lord in previous seasons. And it was through seasons where sometimes he met my expectations and he met the things that I had like desired, that I had hoped, that I had prayed for. And sometimes it was in moments, right, where like I just had to choose to have that joy. And, and I was thinking of how really I was being convicted of this when I was on my way here, actually, of how like sometimes we so often like think we know what's best for ourselves. And we like think that the season that we're choosing for ourselves is the season that's going to bring us joy. And I think, like, when we can remain in the fact that, like, the Lord's plans are better than the plans that we have for ourselves, like, that's really when we can find that contentment. And so I was reflecting on the fact that, um, because I was sharing this with a friend last night, I was like, I would have never, one, considered myself to be a teacher. And two, I'm like, where the heck did my, like, dream of becoming a lawyer and, like, doing all that stuff, like, just get thrown out the window? (laughs) Like, or I think of all these other things, right? And so I was reflecting on the season of life that I had where I was essentially living my dream like job. Like I thought I was interning for this hotshot lawyer and um, it was the kind of work that I thought I wanted to do. And I really just like that to me in my head was me going according to the plan that I, I wanted, that I was really like desiring. Um, and I just remember living that season and like choosing that for myself and you know, like I think the door, the doors um, sometimes open and the Lord is so kind and so gracious that like sometimes he will just like meet that desire of yours, um, even if he like then has to realign you because I think he's just that good. Um, but I remember like thinking that that kind of season was going to bring me joy. I was like, I have like made it like I am like about to be a senior in college. I am interning for this like incredible lawyer, like I'm making some good money, like I am living the dream. And I look back now and I'm like in this season of life that I'm in now where like I didn't necessarily choose this. Um, it's not something that I would have, I think, thought of like as my first like, haha, like that's what I want to do um, kind of thing. I think the Lord has really allowed me to be like, okay, like if you can just trust in me, if you can just believe that like my plans are better for you, like I will show you a kind of joy that's like so different than the joy that like comes from when yeah, you good. choose something for yourself. And so I'm like... It's just, I think, like, a testimony, and I think just, like, a um, a moment in my own life where I've even just discovered, like, man, like, again, like we were talking about, when we choose to surrender, when we choose to let go of that control, then, like, we can really allow ourselves to experience a joy that's so much fuller than I think, like, anything else um, we could ever choose or experience on our own, and so... I don't know. That's my little... No, absolutely. No, no, no. I think 100%. I think... And that's just true with the Lord in anything, right? Like, if we just simply trust Him, like, He will fulfill 
like he works all things together mm-hmm. for those who love him right and like i just have seen that again and again and in him bringing all those things together things that i would have never ever ever thought right yeah <laughs> together like he will make it good mm-hmm. right and i think too like even in the seasons where you like you didn't want that transition to happen, right? I mean, we've kind of touched yeah, on that. Yeah, for sure. But, like, like my parents, uh, when I say that, my, I was thinking about when my parents, they moved to Oregon. And that oh, was yeah. something that That's I would example. never have wanted. And it's something I still don't. Like, I'm still, like, secretly hoping that they'll move back eventually. Right. <laughs> because, no, I don't want them five hours away from me. Um, but even in that, like, I think, like, I find more joy when I simply, like, trust Jesus that mm-hmm. although they haven't moved back yet, like, simply, like, trusting the fact that, like, he's going to work all things together for those who love him. And that's right. I consider myself a part of that party. Yeah. Um, and just trusting that, although it doesn't look that way right now, and although it looks like they're so happy with Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Just like trusting that the Lord is going to work all things together. And I might not know what that looks like, but I can find joy in the trusting of Jesus in that because yeah. he has a bird's eye view mm-hmm. when I have a view of it in the situation. That's good. That's that a good sense? word. Yeah. And so like, I feel like when we just allow ourselves to trust Jesus, trust Jesus with, with mm-hmm. whatever transitional season we're going through right um it's allowing us to also like place it in the hands of somebody that sees the bird's eyes view that sees the whole book when we're just in one chapter Mm -hmm. and sees some then and not only that but he can write the last few chapters out if that makes sense for sure no that's amazing and i think like you brought up to a really good point that i think maybe we haven't touched on as much and we can like kind of dive deep into it which is like the just like straight up fact that like choosing joy is hard. (laughs) Like it is really difficult. Like I think it's so easy to talk about it and say like, choose joy. Like, you know, like it's this decision that you're just like supposed to make. But I think going along, like, right. What we talked about last week too, with surrender, it's like both of these things are really hard, like decisions that we have to come to terms with that I think our flesh oftentimes wants to like reject. And so I like love that you mentioned that of like God having this like bird's eye perspective because I think that's probably a big reason why it's so hard for us as human beings to ultimately like choose joy. Like if we were able to again like see things like up close, know how the outcomes were going to be, like know what it is that he had next, like that would be really easy to then like choose to have joy Mm -hmm. in that because you're like, okay, I know that like you are going to do X, Y, Z after this season or that this is what I'm going to receive. But I think sometimes we are so in search of knowing those answers in the practical that I think we forget to really um, just like live it out in the spiritual, which is like the Lord like says like, right? Like that he's like promised like things for us that like he like has counted like the number of our days. Like he knows like everything that's going to happen in our stories. And so I think of how how it's so easy to like be in search of those answers and to almost like lose that like faith aspect and being like, even though I don't know exactly what that promise is going to look like or how you're going to fulfill it. Like I have to trust that like biblically, like you have told me that like it is going to come true that like you are like, again, working all things for my good. And I feel like that's just like the consistent theme in this. But I think it's also like important for us to recognize like it's difficult. It's really tough. Um, And it's something that you almost have to, 
wake up and like remind yourself of every single day. Absolutely. And I've had seasons for both. Mm-hmm. For both surrender and both joy. I've had different seasons in my life where every morning I'd wake up and pray those things mm-hmm. over myself. And as time goes on, obviously you don't you, I stopped praying those specific things, but those habits, those rituals right. get ingrained into my heart, right? right? And specifically over joy, I would I every morning um, when I was getting ready for a season, I would say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that over myself all the time. The joy yeah. of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I think like, if, like, and while you were talking, I was just like breaking down that verse in my head, right? Like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Like I think that there's such power mm. and strength when we are able to, even when our circumstances look the worst, to still see wow. that the joy that he has put in that circumstance yeah. is our strength. I mean, and really like, sorrow moments like right like I mm. think and I don't say this story to toot my own horn but when my grandpa passed away the first thing I did when I found out is I was my, I was I went to go see my mom right when she woke up because I knew she was over at their house late last night and it was going to be the end and I was 12 at this point and she told me hey last just so you know last night your grandpa passed away and I said are you like and I said I love mm. you mom and she's like I love you too he's in a better place and obviously she's really sad it's her dad right but right after that I remember I went to my bathroom um, in my childhood home and I started just singing praises Mm. and worships to Jesus. Yeah. And even in that moment, like I loved my grandpa. We had Mm. a great relationship. And even in that moment, just finding the joy that he is with Jesus, even though all I could feel was Mm. sorrow. Yeah. But trust and knowing that that was my greatest strength was to then, because I I think, because truly I gave that to the Lord. Then later that day, I was able to go over to my grandma's Mm. house and sit with her and eat teriyaki. And (laughs) it's such a vivid memory in my head. I remember everything. (laughs) We're at like an end counter. Like I remember everything. Like Mm. eat teriyaki on the day, one of her worst days when her husband of 64 years passed away. Oh my goodness, my heart. Right. Like, but I, I could be that that light that joy of Christ yeah. to her in that moment because earlier in the day I had trusted mm. that the joy of the Lord was my strength yeah that's wow that's powerful and that's so good and I think like again you're touching on all of these like great practical points of like I think in that moment and even like right now what you were saying like repeating that verse to yourself like there is power in the words that like we speak over ourselves and so Absolutely. I think sometimes the best way that we can combat um, the fact that it's so difficult to choose joy is like, what are you speaking over yourself in the season? Like, what are you declaring? Like, what is coming out of your mouth? Um, because I think when we become conscious of that, then like that is when we can start to see change just because I think what comes out of our mouth mouth ultimately then filters into our hearts. Right. Um, Absolutely. And it's just the truth. That's 100% the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. And like something that one of my mentors told me is um, Barnes, same mentor I keep talking about. But she, um, she told me, if you don't know, have anything else to pray, just pray scripture over yourself. Mm. Just speak that scripture over yourself, right? And make sure that that is like, because that's truth. That's more truth than we could ever yeah. know, right? Um, or liturgies too. Liturgies are great of people that centuries ago or 10 years ago, whatever, have written down prayers for you yeah. and just praying those out over yourself. And that's right. something that I think I might have mentioned before, but that's just a habit in my life that like, if I don't know anything else to pray, mm-hmm. I can turn to the Psalms, open it up and just speak it over myself. Yeah. Um, and 
that has also instilled joy in my life, right? Because then even in those moments of sorrow, right, what did I do? I didn't go pray mm-hmm. during prayer. I sang a worship song mm-hmm. that was already written yeah. out for me. Yeah, Right? No, it's so true. And I even think of, like, myself, like, as a little girl, like, my mom being really avid about, like, my sister and I, like, memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. And even as we were having this conversation, like, we can, like, know these verses and, like, be able to speak truth because we've, like, engraved that into our hearts. And so I think just... Even a practical thing that you can go home and do is like, okay, when are you spending time in your word? Because like, again, like what you read, like what you take in, like becomes the words that then like you speak. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, right. Like we kept saying like Romans eight twenty eight, like over and over, like you work all things together for my good. And I'm like, that's just something that when I was young, like that was just spoken over me and said to me so many times that you remember it. Um, but I think another practical thing, right. Is like the best way that we can find joy is like what, what you what you said through worship. Like I think when we are able to really like as cheesy as this sounds, count our blessings, like really give thanks, like really um just praise him for all of the things that he has already done. I think that's even what like propels us into the next season. And mm-hmm. so man, I remember a season of life and this was in college where honestly I thought I had it all going for myself, but even then it was hard to choose joy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sometimes just list things out. Like this sounds so elementary, but I would like sit in my bed and like I would journal and I would be like, thank you, Jesus, that I have blank. Thank you for this. Thank you for it. Like, and sometimes I just needed it because it was the only way that I was mm-hmm. almost like declaring these things like over myself that I was grateful for, mm-hmm. but that maybe I couldn't recognize because I wasn't choosing to choose joy. Yeah. And so it's like when you're a little kid and they're like, fake it till you make it, you know, like kind of thing. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, like don't say it, don't say it or try to like, you know, fake say something nice till you believe it. Oh, and fake yeah, it till you make exactly. it. Exactly. Sure. I mean, my mom always said, if you have, don't, say <laughs> anything, don't say it at all. Exactly. Don't say anything mean about your season unless you have something nice to say. say. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just think like sometimes it's just even like building that habit. Because, like, that subconsciously then pours into you, so. No, absolutely. And I think, like, you touched, too, on worship. And, like, I'm a huge, I, like, love worship. And I'm a huge advocate for worship. And I actually got to take theology of worship. um, And it was one of my favorite classes. It was just brilliant. Um, And I just think that what I learned, right, everyone this day and age thinks, oh, worship's Mm -hmm. just songs and worship's this. But, no, worship is, like, the day-to-day, like, as simple as, like, letting a car, like, pull in front of you versus trying to cut them (laughs) off, right? Or not getting road rage, right? But I And it was so funny because, actually, a couple days ago, Oscar and I were having, like, this exact conversation, um, and he said – yeah, we're, it, worship is, like, everything you do. But he was, like, he reminded me of this. And I was, like, that's so true. That if, if in one of the Bible verses, mm-hmm. right, it says, even if you think it, it's a sin. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So, I mean, imagine that, right? right. Like, even if you think it, it's a sin. And I that's just, like, because sometimes, I know I do that. I'm, like, oh, no, I can't. I No, I'm not going to tell that this person in gossip, right? Like, I'm just not going to do it. And, like, I think of it clearly, right? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But even me thinking about it was a sin. Hmm. And, I mean, imagine, like, truly being, like, so, like, like Jesus, right? Where you wouldn't even think it. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't even, like, be something, like, in your brain, wow. right? Yeah. And it's like, no wonder we all sin every day. That's so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, to even, like, I, I don't think I'll, I don't, and I know I'll probably never go a day in my life without right. sin. Because, like, it's just, like, this huge, huge bar to even, like, tr- even remotely try mm-hmm. to get to. But I think, like, too, even that one step of, like, 
just not coming, hmm. having a car off and just like having that practice of kindness will also lead to joy and will hmm. also lead to worship, which no. leads to joy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, right. It's like that again, like that reverse, um, like thing where it can go both ways where I think like we worship and that helps us like experience joy. But I also think like us choosing joy and us like making that conscious decision is our act of worship. Mm-hmm. Like, by choosing to find joy and to find gratitude in the season that I'm in, like, that is worshiping and, like, praising Jesus. Right. Like, and even when we don't want to be in it. Even like when us we don't teaching. want to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, now I'm like, I don't know. I love it. Part, part of me loves it. I, I love it when not. they're not wild. Today oh. they were really wild. <laughs> like, See, I my kids are pretty good today. So Maybe it was, like, Monday Madness. I don't know. I don't just... know. But also a lot of my, a lot of my, I call them my babies, which is probably not good. <laughs> she has younger students, so she gets to call them their babies where I'm like, I have 11-year-olds. I feel like it's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't call my fifth and sixth graders babies, but my little kindergartners, yeah. Um, They were like, we're so tired because the time change. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, daylight savings, when we're recording this, daylight savings time just happened, Mm -hmm. and they got so messed up that it made them more tired. When this morning, I was like, ready to go. And I was was like, woo, extra hour. (laughs) Talk about joy. I had some joy about that sleep. I know. Honestly, me too. But... Yeah, no, they're they're a good time. Kids are fun. Kids are fun. And they and that's something too, like yes. we talk about is like it's so interesting to me to like like in the Bible, right? So it's mm. childlike faith. And I yeah. just think of like also within that, whenever I think of that verse, I also think of joy. Cause children just have such joy. Come on, yeah. And they just trust True. that it's gonna happen. Exactly. And they're just so joyful in the exactly. midst of it. Even if it even if there's no clear path, right? Yep. They're just like Woo, it's a party. Life is good. God is good. Yeah. Like, he's a way maker. Like, it will all be okay. And, like, I've just seen, like, kid after kid after kid after kid after mm-hmm. kid just have that kind of faith. Mm-hmm. Even when these kids are going through some tough situations, yeah. they still find joy and things to laugh about. Exactly. And I think no. that that's why the Lord, right, right? I think that that's where that Bible verse comes from because kids, they just seem to, like, push the worry aside yeah, and just stand in that faith and have mm. joy while they do it. And man, that's what I strive to be, right? Honestly, yeah. Like I want to have that kind of like childlike Absolutely. faith. And I was thinking of, it's so funny. I was thinking of something that my parents used to say to me when I was younger. Um, and I think it was, I can't even remember, but there was an instance I remember that like, um, for some reason, like my parents wanted me to like, I not really understand. Like I was young, the like ability to like why it was important to trust Jesus. And I remember my mom giving me this like analogy or like this metaphor of the fact that like when you're a little kid, like you hop in your car and like if your mom says like, we're going to the zoo or like whatever, like you hop in your car and like you don't know like what way or like what the directions are or like how to get there. Like you're clueless. Like you just trust that when you hop in the car and like they buckle you in, like your final destination will be the zoo. Like that's all you trust, right? And so like you... You just, like, have that confidence that, like, that's where you're going to end up. And I think, like, man, what it would be like if we were all that way. Like, if we had that childlike faith to, like, hop in the car and just be like, okay, Jesus, like, I don't know, like, how to get there. I don't know the way that I'm going to take. I don't even know if, like, you're driving the right road. But, like, all I know is that, like, I trust that you're going to get me to where I'm meant to be. Like, the way that I'm supposed to accomplish my purpose, the season that I'm supposed to reach, like, I will reach it. And so, I just feel like that is the epitome of joy. Like, if I can have that kind of trust, like, man, wouldn't I just be a whole lot better? (laughs) 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's such a good analogy, right? I know. I just I thought of it when that. you were talking about child. No, like that's faith. so good. You just get in the car and you trust. You right? get I mean, in like, trust. But I think too, like I, adding on to that analogy, I mean, how many times are we like, um, are you sure it's this way? Um, <laughs> exactly. No, I wanted to go to that yes. zoo, not that zoo. And like, we just start questioning. We ask all these questions. But then I think too, if as Jesus as the driver hmm. and how patient and how Come like, on. consistent he is. And he's like, no, my child, like it's this way. Like, no, sweetie, like we're going this way. Like, I mean, what a good savior just to not only have that hmm. patience, but also to have that joy of like seeing us like wonder too. Exactly. Right? And yeah, like just then, how good is our God? And then think of the times that like we want to be the driver. Like now that we're old enough, like we take the driver's yeah. seat and like we hit the like gas yeah. of the pedal and like we are the ones that want to like drive and steer this car. Mm-hmm. And even like when we take the wrong path, like the fact that he can like reroute us. And, like, still align us to, like, what our purpose is supposed to be. Like, yeah. I think for me, that's, like, the most beautiful idea when I, like, think of trusting, like, the Lord. Is that, like, man, like, you are so kind and so good to me that even if I do take the wrong step, you have enough grace and love for me that you were willing to, like, put me back on Rerouting. Path. Reroute me. Exactly. Yeah. You redirect me. Yeah, absolutely. And what I just thought of when you were talking, too, is I used to always say this analogy. Um, so it's like, imagine you're on a college campus, right? Okay. And you're and you're at the dorms, right? And your goal is to get to the chapel. I'm thinking of my college campus, okay? You're at the we dorms. We really love analogies, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. I mean, they're just a great way to communicate things, you know? It's good imagery. Know? It's good imagery. So you're, the, the dorms are down at the bottom of the hill, and the yeah. chapel's at the top. And there's like 10 buildings in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's the library. There's the cafeteria there's a coffee shop there's the student center there's a couple of academic bennings right there's all these buildings right and so you can either get on the path and walk straight up to the chapel but maybe you are going to be like no i'm driving and i'm going to stop in the library Mm -hmm. you can stop in the library all the day long right and you can sit there you can read the books whatever you're like actually jesus i'm still not ready i'm going to go to this academic building right and you go and you stop at all these buildings but at the end of the day, you'll still end up at that hmm. top of the hill at that chapel. Come on, yeah. Because the Lord will just be that patient with you that no matter how many stops you make along the hmm. way, right, that path is still going to lead you to the top of the hill. still going to lead you to the chapel, hmm. right? Because that's where he's called you to be. Come on, yeah. No, that yeah. is so good. I think like, and I think that's a really big part of like learning within transitional seasons is like, Again, there is, and we've talked about this in another episode, but, like, there is this calling and this purpose that God has, like, placed on you that, like, is immovable. And so I think, like, man, when you can really believe that, like, when you can rest and be steadfast in knowing that, then it's, like, even so much easier to um, allow for the detours, for the stops, for, like, all the things along the way. Because it's, like, you know that there is, like, a final destination, like, a final goal. And I think ultimately, like, for like us as believers, like, right. Like that's knowing that like one day we're going to be in heaven with Jesus. And that like, all of this is like nothing in comparison to like the joy that we will like experience to actually like be in his presence. But I think mm-hmm. like the kindness is that like, even here on earth, like he's given us a purpose. Yeah. Like even here on earth, like there is a final destination. So no, I absolutely. think that's, man, some good analogies tonight. Good I analogies. Yes, absolutely. Write these down. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think um, we're reading this book. It's called The Insanity of God. Mm. And it's about this um, missionary family. And it's so interesting because there's so much belonging and purpose in the book, right? But it's about this missionary. And he he goes to um, 
Swaziland. Swaziland? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, um, and it's during the war. It's like 1992 and there's like, it's literally like when he describes, it's just such a heavy book. But when he describes like the um, streets that he's like, you can't even walk on some of the streets because it's literally like the Hunger Games. Remember yeah. how they had those bombs like planted in the streets? Like mm. that's what it is. And he talks about how um, he, this, anyway, this Red Cross um, plane like, he lands in Swahiland and the Red Cross guy's like, I don't know when you're going to get back, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it could be a week. It could be a month. It could be months. I just don't yeah. know. Um, but anyway, he ends up finding the West, the few Westerners that are even in the land. Hmm. And he ends up at this orphanage that they run. And they talk about in the book, even in this, like, we haven't read that much of it yet. But they talk, he talks about his purpose. And like he's like, he literally questions it right there. And he's like, why, Lord, am I here? this doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm going to leave tomorrow. Hmm. Right. And in that, in that moment, he's literally doing what we just said. He's trying to take the seat, but instead he stays. Hmm. And I think sometimes in our lives, all we need to do is stay. So good. Right. All we need to do is stay. That consistency is so key. (laughs) Consistency is key. As my dad loves to say, um, but just that simple choice of Hmm. him staying, haven't read the rest of the book yet, like barely Hmm. two chapters in, but I just know that, that that one choice to stay is going to lead to a lifetime of joy, even right. if it's going to wow. be a tough yeah. road, like an impossible road hmm. to walk, right? I mean, that's real faith, right? Staying no, in a exactly. land where you could die any moment because you know that the Lord has called you there, that's that is real faith. faith. <laughs> that is faith. And like... I just know, I haven't even read the rest of the book, but I just know that he finds the the joy of the Lord and and the love of Jesus in a way that Mm. we may never know unless we truly discover it hands-on like that. Right. No, that's that's so good. And I mean, I haven't experienced being a missionary in a war zone, but... (laughs) I mean, I haven't either. (laughs) I mean, very few people have, right? Lord, if that's what you want from me, you better prepare me because I don't know if I can do that. But um, what I was thinking about when you were speaking was I was literally having this conversation with my mom yesterday. And I was thinking of the season that I lived in New York and how many times I honestly, like, I mean, when I had asked the Lord to like take me there and two, like once I was there, like I really questioned and I was like, Lord, like, why is it that like I'm here? Like, what is it that like you have for me through this? Cause I just didn't see, I didn't see the fruition of all of it in the moment. And I think so many times, like the missionary that you're talking about in this book, I wanted to be like, Lord, get me out of it. Like every time I came home during the summer, it was like, okay, Lord, like, do I really have to go back? Like, can I just say, like, what if I just transferred to school, like, here in Seattle? Like, why New York City, like, all across on the other side of the country? And I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I was, like, thinking back to literally, like, all of the lessons that, like, the Lord taught me during those four years. And I, like, think of the woman that I am now today, and God knows I'm not perfect and that I don't have it all together. But I think of some of, like, the pivotal like life-changing moments that I had during my quiet time and during like this season of like what felt for me like loneliness where if I wouldn't have chosen to stay there if I wouldn't have decided to like remain and be consistent and I think be steadfast through that season I would have not learned all the things that I think I needed to learn to now be in the season that I'm in now yeah and so I think just like it really it took me a lot and it cost me a lot to find joy um in that season even though everything around me looked so pretty and dandy and like I was living my best life. Um, and so I was having that conversation with my mom of like, man, sometimes even the act of being consistent in those seasons and of choosing that joy, 
like really is what refines us. It is what like allows us to learn the things that only God can teach us yeah. um, through very specific seasons of life. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, that's, man, yeah, absolutely. Now I'm like so grateful for it because I'm like, I just, there were some things that I needed to process and heal and learn and just like really dive in deep with the Lord on my own. And I don't think I could have done that here in Seattle being surrounded by all of my nearest and dearest friends and family and everybody that I love. So the no, Lord absolutely. absolutely. Like yeah. choosing to stay. I think in, in that stay. you find joy. Hmm. So I think that's really like, if you take something out of tonight's conversation, I hope it's that it's that like, it's not only choosing to have joy and to find contentment, but I think that it's choosing to like have that acceptance for the season that you're in yeah. to remain, to be steadfast, to like strive to have that consistency. Yeah. That's honestly it for me. What do you think? Do you no, think? absolutely. I would say the, the takeaway for me is like choosing to stay in the uncomfortability, mm. like choosing to stay in that awkward transition. Heck like yeah. Choosing, <laughs> choosing to stay in a place you might not want to stay because you're ready to get out and just trusting and mm. knowing that the Lord is going to do something with that. And in that, that will bring you the most ultimate joy because it's your trust in him that's going to get you there. So good. So good. Yeah. Oh, well, we love talking with you. These conversations are always... So life-giving to me. and totally. so, so life-giving. Like, I hope that it is encouraging you, that's convicting. Um, and like always, we'd love to hear about what it is that you are thinking about. Ask took us any questions, took away from this. So if you've not followed the Table Seattle or SEA. Yeah, it's the Table SEA, right? Table SEA. <laughs> Table SEA. Follow us on Instagram, um, shameless plug. <laughs> and we will have a new episode next week. Yes. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We love you, friends. Have love a wonderful you guys. week. Bye. Bye.